So think about ways you're going to use your personality and who you are as a person into your brand. That's really going to help people relate with you and ultimately going to like set you apart. And the cool thing about a personal brand is it also gives you the ability to rebrand over and over and over again without actually rebranding. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. All right. I'm so happy that, Victoria, you have joined me today to chat all things audio. And yeah, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Kim. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited and was looking forward to this conversation. Let's just dive right into the first question. And I want to be asking like everybody that comes and chats with me is how have you used or leveraged audio in your business to better your business? So I use audio in a number of ways. As you know, I've got a podcast, which I'm on sabbatical right now, but it's going to come back because that was honestly one of my favorite hobbies. Other kind of like non-traditional ways that I use audio in my business is all of my course. Well, not all of them. Most of my courses come with a private audio feed, which I found has really helped with retention for my students and getting them engaged. And it's also just helped keeping them like completing, you know, assignments and moving forward in the course. I've also used the private podcast. Well, I've also used audio, um, in my summit, it was a big component of my summit. I had one of my sponsors actually did a private audio feed, a private podcast for my registrants before the summit started. Oh, and then cool. anybody that purchased the All Access Pass also got a private audio feed of the entire summit. So I use it both externally and like internally in my business, and they work really well together. And I've also done a whole bunch of guest podcasting. So I don't know. I try to use audio quite a bit. Okay, tell me a little bit more about how you used it for your summit. Like, did you did you get any feedback from any of the people that signed up about the audio? Do you know, could you look back to see which ones they chose to listen to? Like, yes. how did it work? So I'm using Hello Audio, which I know Kim loves. She actually introduced me to it. It was really cool because, so when you embark on any big project, which a summit is way bigger than... I understood before I took on the project. No regrets, though. I loved it. Um, There's a lot of mindset drama Mm -hmm. (laughs) that goes into it. And what I did was during the summit registration period, I was selling all access passes and like a bundle and all of that. So the people that got the all access pass did get a private audio feed, which was something I was really interested in who would listen 
seeing like those analytics. And that's something I got to see with Hello Audio. And during the summit week, I had a lot of mindset drama. I was like, only five people are watching live with me, you know, because I had like hour slots of things. And it was like, only five people are in the chat window right now. Only Mm -hmm. 10 people are in this one. And, uh, you know, there was just so much mindset drama. It's a lot of work. But what was really cool is in the midst of all of that, I pulled back and I was like, okay, like, let me look at all of the data beside just this like chat window thing that I have that I'm seeing in like an hour window, right? So I backed up. I looked at Searchy, which is my video host, you know, to see how many plays videos had because that was, of course, of course, showing me the All Access Pass video viewers as well as people that had been watching it live with me. And then I went even further and I opened up Hello Audio, which is where that private feed was of everything. And people were like downloading and listening like crazy. It was like episodes had like 120 downloads. And I was like, People are listening. People are paying attention. Like people are consuming, you know, the summit experience. And that was like really, really, really cool to me. So with Hello Audio, I was also able to see like the most engaged registrants and the most engaged like people because I could like literally see their names as creepy as that was. I could see what episodes they were playing. Like it was just really cool to see. That's so awesome. You know, not just that people were listening, but also what topics they were resonating with the most. It was just well, and it's like, like live feedback almost like, you know, yeah. during the summit while you're working through, you can really kind of reflect and, and even like then if you choose to do a summit again, you can really kind of dive into those topics that people were really downloading and interested and engaged in. So that's like amazing feedback. The data was great. Yeah, that is so, so good. Um, And then do you use, okay, so like, let's talk about your uh, public feed when you, what was kind of like the reasoning behind why you started it? And, and like, tell me a little, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So back when I was thinking about a podcast, I, it was something I wanted to do for years. Like, I remember buying this microphone, my little blue Yeti on Prime Day back in 2018. Oh my God, that's and I <laughs> And I didn't actually start a podcast until I think it was 2021, mm-hmm. right? I think it was 2021. So I waited like three years. And I can't really say there was like a total hard reason behind it. I think one of the things I was really looking for was content that I could produce that would be, you know, a form of like owned content that would take the burden off of other platforms like Mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and also build my authority. Yes. And I was also looking for a place I could just vent about marketing stuff Mm -hmm. and just kind of like when I was excited about something, it was easy for me to just hit record For context, like most of my episodes are solo episodes, like, Mm -hmm. you know, between I think my longest episode ever was like 30 minutes of me just going. Um, And that was kind of like at the heart of what I was looking for was like that owned content that would really also build my authority. Yeah, I think when I start talking to clients about uh, a potential launch, that is one thing that we really work through is what does that format look like? And and honestly, like I, I'm diving into interviews for the whole like first season, I'm going to sprinkle in some solo ones, but I actually recommend to clients to start with solos because that is a way for you to really showcase what you do, you know, build that expertise and in, in all the good things that you do. So yeah, like 
I think you hit it on the mark with how you started your podcast for sure. And I love, I love, I remember when you first started and you were like sending me texts and you were like, this is so much fun. I can't believe I didn't start this sooner. So that is, that's just good feedback to hear. And, and, you know, the other beautiful thing is when you, when there's no, there's no set rules for anything that we do in our business, but it's okay that you're taking a break. You know, like that's, yeah. that's totally fine because we don't want to be burnt out. We want to still like be able to come back and enjoy the process once you decide to do that. So I think that's good to hear too. What's interesting is even being on, I'm calling it like sabbatical, although it was not intentional. <laughs> it just kind of happens with summit prep and stuff like that is people are still like, Hey, I just listened to your episode on tripwires. I'm like, you did like, how did you find it? What did you think of it? And they're like, Oh my God, it was so good. Like, when are you bringing your podcast back? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm working on it. And truthfully, like I am actively working on getting back into the swing of things with the podcast, but it was just a matter of like really waiting for summit to die down. And then I went on my honeymoon right after that. And I typically I batched episodes, but I also produced episodes in the moment. And those were what I called my bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't batched up the way that I should have been for the summit, but I can't wait to bring it back. So let's like talk about that a little bit more too, because for the entrepreneur who feels like podcasting is just too much work, they would need to hire team members. Like, like what is like, I guess, a piece of advice that you could give them for, I mean, you already mentioned one batch recording, I think is huge. Um, But it's just like anything that we do with, with creating content, if we can like kind of slot time to just focus on that. But what about the production piece? Like, was that overwhelming for you? Was it just something that you were able to figure out and, you know, develop a process with? Because I also think that we get hung up in perfectionism and that's not what audio content or podcasting should be either it should be a little bit more natural flow and people want to hear real people yeah so things that work really well with me were mind mapping instead of creating like a bulleted list um i'm using an app i can't remember the name of it i'll look it up if you want it for the show notes yeah for Um, sure that'd be great i use a mind mapping tool that basically lets me just write in a way that makes sense for my brain. And it's not like I'm writing a script or anything. It's like I'm truly outlining, okay, these are the points I want to hit in my introduction and my conclusion. These are like the things that I want to make sure that I cover in the episode with like just some bullet points. And it's truly like a mind map that you used to do in like elementary school, mm-hmm. as like silly as it sounds. And that helps me so, so, so much. And I do all my podcast episodes myself. I don't have anybody else edit them. Mm-hmm. But When I do edit, I'm using Audacity Uh and I'm usually just trimming out things like a cough or if I take like a weird big breath, like I'm not Uh worried about having like the whole episode be perfect and polished because I want the people that listen to it to work with me Uh and I want them to have that Victoria experience of knowing who I am, my marketing ideas, how I talk, how I teach, and I want them to just have that. And if they're sitting on a Zoom call with me or a you know, watching my trainings in a course or whatever, I don't want them to be like, like, I thought you were way more formal or I thought you were way more whatever. Like, I, I know this isn't really like a workflow because I edit it myself, but basically I start with like idea, inspiration, mind map it. That's all kind of like one step to me, pull down my microphone, check the audio real quick. So I'll like record a quick, like, Hey, I'm Victoria. And then, you know, just make sure that my mic's plugged in. You can't believe how many times it's not been plugged in when I've tried to go. Yeah. So make sure everything's working there. And then I actually edit 
while I record, which I know is not a best practice, but it works really well for me because I can just finish a thought, know where I messed up or know where I said, um, or where I coughed or where I sneezed or whatever, just quickly edit that out and just keep going. And that makes the process like truly like if a 15 minute episode is a 15 minute episode, it takes me maybe 25 minutes from idea to loading it into I'm using Lipson right now mm-hmm. loading it into Lipson and hitting publish or schedule so it's a pretty quick yeah. process for me right now yeah. what I'm I actually did bring a VA oh my god this is so funny I hired a VA right before I went on sabbatical and 90% of her job description was taking my podcast episodes and turning them into blog posts for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like I'm cute. I'm on unintentional sabbatical because she'd be like, hey, what episodes coming out this week? Can you send me the mind map? And I'd be like, so about that. Right. But it's fine. She's already in place. She understands me and my voice and all of that. She's doing other tasks for me right now. But um, yeah, really from idea to publish, it's only like five or 10 minutes longer for me than the episode in length. I think that's amazing. And I think that's good for people to hear because I don't think it matters how you produce it as long as it resonates with who you are and who your audience is. And I also think that mind mapping is really, really cool because I mean, uh, website designers do skeleton outlines of Mm -hmm. websites all the time or frames or wireframes, I think they're called or whatever you want to call them. But I think it's just kind of nice to have like an overall picture because you do have to have some kind of a game plan before diving into what you're talking about. So I think that's really, really good um, information for people here to hear. The other thing I was going to ask you, and I'm curious to know about is um, since you've started your podcast and kind of started playing with audio, private and public feeds, has there been any benefit come to you outside of creating like I guess outside of just your marketing and bringing people, like getting people into your world and building your community, has there been any other like benefits that have come from it, I guess, since you started practicing on a regular basis, I guess? Yeah, I feel like you wrote this question for me. (laughs) So I have a presentation that I wrote back in like 2019, 2020. I think it was 2020 on um, topic doesn't matter. But basically, it was something that I rinsed and repeated every time I did a summit. And I used to really struggle. If, like, the summit host was like, hey, it's going to be a 30-minute presentation, sometimes I would struggle to fill that 30 minutes. Like, I struggled to expand upon my ideas, public speaking. Like, I actually failed it in college. Like, failed it, failed it. Miserably failed it. Dropped out (laughs) in college. Failed it. And then I went back and I passed because I needed it to graduate with, like, one point higher like I failed public speaking and public speaking is tough like there's probably a big stat out there that talks about how it's so intimidating yeah so bad yeah so one of the ways that it has really helped me was if I'm like doing a webinar or a presentation and I want that presentation to be let's say 45 minutes an hour 90 minutes even down to like 30 minutes I used to really struggle to know and understand how long it took me to fill up that amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like, well, it's 30 minutes. So it's 30 minutes of content. But I'm from New York. I talk really fast sometimes. And I don't always, I'm not always somebody that can think through their thoughts. 
completely. <laughs> like sometimes I just like jump around. You can probably tell from this episode. And <laughs> something I got a lot better at, and I remember messaging this to Kim, was if I was like, hey, I'm going to talk for 45 minutes and then have 15 minutes of Q&A in my webinar, I was able to do that. And that was a really cool experience for me. And I was also able to improvise in ways I hadn't been able to improvise before. Like I used to go into a presentation and kind of think about the examples that I was going to use for that presentation ahead of time. And now what I can do is I can be like, okay, tell me like what you do. Like what, what does your business do? And I can just pull something out of the chat and just run with that example for the rest of the presentation. Like I'm not needing to like prep. The yeah. way, and I think that improv- improvisation mm-hmm. <laughs> came directly from the practice of my podcast and needing to think on my feet and move the conversation forward or condense it down. So that's been a really interesting, I guess, result of the podcast. Another thing is I'm asked to do a lot more than I was. So people are asking me to be a guest on their shows. I'm being asked to be in their summits, bundles, whatever. It's like this mm-hmm. credibility thing yeah. that definitely doesn't happen overnight. But over time of just having those episodes out there, like the credibility is deeper for me. I love that. There's so many opportunities that it can like, it can just open so many doors. Just like we said before, there's so many different ways you can use your audio content um, to whether it's driving, like you're building your audience or driving your marketing efforts. But outside of that, Um, the opportunities are just really endless when it comes to like building confidence within yourself and just practicing speaking. It's a, it's a little bit of an art, honestly. And the only way to get better at any kind of art is through practice. So I think that's so, so cool that you've had those results from um, when you've started to now. So the next question, and it's kind of like, like we just talked about. So I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add to this, but I always find it interesting on how people's personalities fit into how they build their content. So like, yeah. So, I mean, you're pretty outgoing, Victoria, but like, do you see? (laughs) Okay. So it comes across that you are, um, and maybe when it's more one-on-one, we feel that energy, but how, when you're like thinking about how you build content for like Instagram and, and for all the other things, like, does that ever like, is that a reflection of who you are? Or like, does that, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that because, oh, maybe they think they're a little bit quieter, or not as extroverted. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you jump into doing reels? How do you jump into like all these things that you've tried and started? Like what has been like yeah, kind of that driving force for you? Yeah. So, ooh, that's a lot. So I'm an introvert. Every okay. And people are like, you're an extrovert. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm extremely excruciatingly introverted. Okay. Like, I'm so introverted. I could just be alone forever and just be very content with my life. Um, funny story. And I'm, it's funny because I'm definitely extroverted when I'm around people I know, love and trust. They definitely like fill my batteries, so to speak. But yes. a funny example is last weekend, actually, I was up in Montreal with my husband, my sister-in-law, and her boyfriend. And we all get along. Like, it's no big deal. There was no tea like that. Yeah. But we didn't know her boyfriend. And I found, like, my husband and I were talking about this yesterday. We came back and we were both exhausted. Uh, even though we were with people that traditionally as 
introverts pull out our extrovert side and stuff like just hanging out with her boyfriend who was super sweet it was nothing against him but being with somebody we didn't know we were both like oh my god I'm so tired I could sleep for a month but um like I talk about with all of my clients when they're picking what marketing methods they want to go with there's a couple things I'm always like okay what do you like to do Like, Mm -hmm. do you like to talk? If you don't like to talk, I mean, maybe a podcast isn't for you. But with that being said, I don't like to talk and a podcast was totally for me. So it might be worth trying. Nothing says you have to hit publish on the episode you record. You can always try a few. Think about it. See how it feels. See how it sounds. Okay, don't listen to it, actually. Don't don't listen to it. But see how it sounds. We all hate the way our voices sound. So yeah. just don't listen to it. Totally. Um, but see how like just talking through an idea feels. That's how you're going to know if a podcast is for you, really. See what you like to consume. Like if you're not somebody that likes to consume blog posts, don't write blog posts. If you don't like to look at reels, like don't do reels. Um, but if you like to scroll TikTok, try to be on TikTok. As introverted as I am, it's definitely like I have to exercise that extrovert muscle Mm -hmm. and I have to be like, okay, to market my business for my business to survive, I have to socialize. I have to go out. I have to network. I have to do lead generation. I have to talk to people. I have to do the thing on TikTok, whatever it is. And the truth is like, you can do anything for a minute. Like you can be brave. You can step outside your comfort zone for a minute. And I know I'm probably off on some tangent that's got nothing to do with the question, but like, I think we can do anything for a short amount of time. And I do think, you know, like I've tried to do a YouTube channel before Mm -hmm. and just me editing video, being on camera, like I don't want to do my hair and makeup every day or Mm -hmm. I don't want to not saying you have to, like, I'm not saying that, but for me to feel comfortable publishing something like that, I would want my hair to be done and I'd want to do makeup and like, I don't wear makeup Mm -hmm. ever. So it just doesn't fit for me, like expectation wise yeah. to personality. But I, don't I think know. that's I think that's good for people to hear. I mean, not everything is for you. Um, but to but to also not be afraid to like really, you know, step out of your comfort zone a bit and try things before you just completely say, I'm gonna cross that off the list. <laughs> it's like yeah. I am not going down that road because I think we all do that to ourselves, right? And 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 then also like, I mean, everybody talks about imposter syndrome, but it's so true. Like it's so hard to um, you know, even like the thought of trying this podcast for myself, I'm like, well, really? Like I help others do it, but it was like the hardest thing for me to try. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why, (laughs) but it was just like a a mental block for me. I was like, oh, I'm too busy or, oh, you know, it's not, I rewrote my intro and my trailer. Like you don't even know how many times, right? So, but that's just the way we are as human beings. And I think it's, I think it's important for us to step out and try before we just completely say no. Yeah. I'm shutting that door. That's not going to happen. So that I think that's I think that's really good information because I, I feel like I've got the same personality, actually, Victoria, as you. I, I don't I think there's a word for it. I can never say it, but I think I'm a bit of both like introverted and extroverted. It really just depends. Like I, I love social settings. I can go to them. But then you might see Kim like 
disappear because I'm done. <laughs> and then I yeah. need a break because I'm like, okay, that was like a lot. And now I just need to have Kim time. But and just like you said, I am more comfortable with one on one because I get to get to really know somebody and then that that trust factor comes in and then people really get to see who we are. So I think that's okay. I think there's a lot of us out there like that. So you come from obviously a background in marketing, you talk about it, uh, your your history from where you were to where you are now. What is like, what is one of the, like the biggest differences between traditional marketing and what you see in the online space? Ooh, oh my gosh. I've never thought about this. What? <laughs> Ever. Because there's got to be some differences. I mean, it's just I mean, such a different, it's not a traditional space. No. No, like there's so, there's so much. I mean... We hear funnels all the time in the online space. And that's something you also hear all the time in like the not online space, like the, you know, typical, more typical like business model. But they seem to mean completely different things to both groups of people, which has been really interesting to see. Like I remember that being one of like the more shocking things. And for a little bit of additional context for like the listeners, like I have my master's in internet marketing. So like I went to school for marketing. I also have a business degree beneath my, my master's. So I really grew up in the business world, like the traditional like business world, which the online business world is not normal. Like me and my dad cannot talk business, even though we both do like the same, the same thing in quotes. I did not know that. That is so cool. Yeah, but we can't talk business because we have <laughs> such different viewpoints. Yeah. Like, he sees things like, well, you can only charge $500 a month for social media management. And I'm like, I charge anywhere from $850 a month to like two grand a month for social media oh, yeah. management. Um, so I definitely, so the four P's of marketing, right? We have like people, places, product, and pricing. And I think there's even a fifth. I don't remember. Pricing is very different in the online space. It's almost like money doesn't exist in the same way up here. Back to like the funnels thing. When we're talking about like funnels in the online space, it's something like, oh, my email funnel, my webinar funnel. And for traditional businesses, they're oftentimes looking much more like logistics wise almost like it's okay. like okay they come to me from social media and then they get on a sales call and then they book and it's like this very weirdly like simplified version of a funnel mm -hmm. compared to what we often hear about or see or learn about in the online space and I don't know really totally understand why we make things so complicated in the online space mm -hmm. um and that's something I work a lot with my clients on is how can we simplify this? Like this is red tape between you and the conversion and the new client or the new customer. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference. This is a really fun question. <laughs> Good. Um, but it's been a while since I've been in like that mindset and stuff. So definitely price is different. Definitely the funnel approach is very different. Almost like from what I'm hearing from you, a different lens, right? Like yeah. marketing lens, traditional versus marketing lens non-traditional and I would consider online as non-traditional for sure but but it's also really exciting so on the flip side of that mm -hmm. what's like your favorite part about what you do Ooh, so I'm never not learning something mm -hmm. 
which is what I love. And all my clients are very different people and different businesses. And I love that I get this ability because I do a lot of writing for my clients to learn and dive deep into all these different topics and subjects and worlds. Mm -hmm. Like I have a client that's a color psychic. I have another one that's a photographer. Like those are polar opposite worlds. Totally different. I've had clients that are copywriters. Again, totally different world. I've had coaches. um, And I really enjoy getting to learn a different industry to be able to market that to that industry and to that audience and stuff like that. I also really enjoy the different people. Um, Mm -hmm. As introverted as I am, I enjoy how different all my clients are. And overall, like I really enjoy that I just get to keep learning and I get to keep experimenting and I get to keep playing and how everything you put on the internet is out there forever, right? Uh It's something you can, if something doesn't work, nobody's going to remember yeah. Like, so just go back and keep experimenting, keep trying. And I really, really enjoy the element of play that I think online marketing and online business really has right now. It's just that element of play. I love that. I think that's so great for people to hear. The other thing is what, last question, because I'm aware of the time. What, although we could keep talking. Honestly, Victoria, I feel like I could bring you back again. <laughs> There's so much good stuff here. What is your best piece of advice for the online entrepreneur who maybe at different stages, maybe they're starting, maybe they've been trying for a while and they're just getting really, really frustrated because not everybody that joins this online world is or does have a marketing background. So what piece of advice would you give them um, about trying to create a better, you know, presence online? What, what would you, what would you say? Ooh, easy. Be a personal brand, period. If you aren't familiar with like what a personal brand is kind of in like a nutshell, the way I want you to think about it is if somebody was to meet you in real life, what would that be like? Like, are you a super happy, extroverted, vibrant person? Like that's the vibe that you want to be matching online. So like to sum that up, basically a personal brand is making your online experience match your in-person experience. So if you talk about your cat all the time, you're obviously not going to make that your whole brand because that's not going to get you clients, but you could have a story highlight talking about your cat to infuse your personality in there. Or if you start every day with a cup of coffee, you could do coffee chats every Tuesday on a live video or something, or you could do an ask me anything in your email on Tuesdays or something, right? And then you could record a podcast episode even with like your coffees and call it something like coffee, ask me anything. So think about ways you can use your personality and who you are as a person into your brand. That's really going to help people relate with you and ultimately going to like set you apart. And the cool thing about a personal brand is it also gives you the ability to rebrand over and over and over again without actually rebranding. Hmm. So in the online space, we hear about pivots. Uh-huh. All the time, which I can <laughs> yeah. go off about yeah. pivot culture of the yeah. online space because that's something else, actually. If we go back to earlier in the episode, the normal, like, traditional marketing space does not talk about pivots all the time. We're not, like, lifting couches upstairs all the time. Like, <laughs> like the, it's just such a weird thing that we have in the it online is. space where it's like, just pivot, pivot. Yeah. I'm pivoting. Like, yeah. anyway, a personal brand lets you just pivot. Because you don't have Without to. Without having to say it. 
Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be like, I'm Susie Q and I offer websites under websites by Susie. Yeah. You can just change. Like, exactly. And it's okay. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it also allows you as a business to grow and change. And I think in the online space, there's a possibility that your business grows faster than you expect it to. Hmm. And having a personal brand is almost setting you up for that growth because you don't have to make some of these weird changes. Benefit of having a personal brand as well is if you're doing any visibility efforts like guest podcasting, summits, bundles, email list swaps, like You know, if you're doing any visibility efforts, it's really easy for somebody to remember you because you're just your name. They don't have to remember something else. It's just, oh, I listen to Victoria Boyd and I can find her everywhere online at Victoria H. Boyd. It's almost like fast tracking that relationship with your audience, in my opinion, as well as getting them into your community. Main James Co. has all the resources you need to create audio assets in your business. You can go to mainjamesco.com and check out all the things. We have done for you and done with you services that will meet you at any stage of your business. If you're starting a podcast or refining what you have, or if you want to create audio to support your coaching business or for your marketing efforts, there's so many ways to create audio. Let's chat. Take what you've learned on this podcast and implement it into your own business. You can find the link in the show notes and use code podcast to get 15% off any service or product on the site. Start building your brand, your community through leveraging your voice and organically creating income and impact today. Question, going back to personality then, when you have a client that is a little bit more introverted, how, how do you approach that? Because that's pretty intimidating and people are like, I don't, I, I want to separate personal or personal life from business life. So how, how do you build a personal brand if that's who your client is and, and they're just like struggling with that piece? Yeah. So I always tell anybody that's working on building a personal brand for the first time or trying to reinvigorate their personal brand is have your off off what is the word your off limits topics so you know maybe that's things like you don't want to talk about your marriage Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to talk about your kids you maybe don't want to have your dogs on camera or something Mm -hmm. like it's okay to have boundaries in what you share online and I don't, I've never really had an issue where somebody's like, well, I'm just too introverted to show up. I've had people yeah. are, are like, I don't want to talk about la la la, or I can't talk about da da da, you know? And that's a totally different conversation. And I think it's very healthy to have boundaries, especially if you're a personal brand, because that automatically blurs that line between you as a business and you as a person, which some people really, really struggle with. And I just want to like make sure people know like your business worth has nothing to do on yourself. Like your worth as a person. They're not the same thing, even if your business name is your name. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I and like you that. can have a stage name. You can have a stage name. You totally could. Like I have a stage name, technically. <laughs> <laughs> True. <I> mean, <laughs> not Never really. really my middle that. name is not H, but online I go by Victoria H. Boyd, but my middle name is not H. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Look at us learning things every day. Learning but I also think <laughs> I also think though that just you saying talking about boundaries makes sense because we do that every day for our business with our clients. So why wouldn't we consider setting up boundaries for ourselves when we're when we're talking about building content and what that looks like and and how we show up? So I think that's a an easy way to be able to be like okay with how you mm-hmm. present yourself, right? But it's just a matter of sitting down and going you know, this is, this is the line and I don't really want to cross it and I'm okay with that. And, and people that yeah. will get to know me will understand that. And I think that's, that's a great piece of advice. I love that. What lies in the future for Victoria H. Boyd? <laughs> Ooh, so right now I'm, it actually came to me yesterday. I'm thinking about ah. rebranding my podcast. Okay. This is exciting. So exciting. I know. Um, because I want it to fit deeper into my business than mm-hmm. it does right now. And I think if I give it a name that matches some of my other offers a little bit closer, mm-hmm. it's going to feel easier to integrate. Um, not that it's not easy to integrate. Like, I love yeah. my podcast. Yeah. Recording it was like therapy to me because I could just be like, look at this thing. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like a really fun thing for me to have. But I think I'm going to rebrand my podcast. So that's – Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say that's a priority right now, but it's a priority. Other things that are next, we didn't touch on it at all, but things like Clubhouse, mm-hmm. LinkedIn's audio feature, Twitter's audio feature, um, I'm having really great results on anything like that. So I'm going to oh. be putting a lot more emphasis on those things, can you, which can could be repurposed as podcasts. Oh my gosh, this is super cool. Super cool discussion. Okay, so talk a little bit more about what is your... So out of those ones that you just mentioned, which one is most user-friendly that you've ex- you've played with? Which one have you seen a little bit more like feedback from? Like, ha- yeah. Or is it too early to know? It's too early okay. to totally know. Okay. Um, for ease of use, I think Clubhouse is the easiest, okay. but I'm frustrated because I don't have an existing audience there. Like on LinkedIn, I think I'm connected to... Oh my gosh, I shall not even try to guess. I know I'm connected to over a thousand people over there. So I have a little bit of like an audience I've built over the mm-hmm. years. Not saying they're my target audience, but I have like people that I'd be broadcasting to, so to speak. But right now I've just been experimenting a little bit with Clubhouse. And I mean like experimenting, like I've only done I think three or four rooms ever. But every time I do it, I'm getting new leads to my email list every single time. People are sliding into my DMs on Instagram every single time. What? I didn't even know Clubhouse was still around. But, you know, talking about Clubhouse, because I was on it when it was really active, I actually listened to one that you were on in Clubhouse, and it was really a really good conversation. And I love that they are recording them now and that you can listen back to them because that wasn't a feature, you know, a year ago or whatever. So, so cool that you're, you're getting that, you know, response back. Yeah. So I am experimenting. I've only done guest rooms where I'm like a guest in somebody else's room because I don't understand the culture of Clubhouse yet. Yeah. But every time I do it, I'm getting really solid leads. I've already had one convert into a student. I've already had – actually, she converted twice. So she bought something and then bought something else. So she converted twice. I've had people, you know, just – 
finding my DMs. It's just been really cool to play with these other audio sources that I probably should have bought up sooner. The way I'm really using it right now is mostly guesting still. I haven't hosted my own room, but I'm having a lot of fun with just playing (laughs) with it, I guess. And normally it's really easy. It's like 10, 15 minutes of content followed by Q&A and then you're done. That's not a huge commitment. Not a huge commitment. The other thing I want to pull out of there is that you said that you're guesting a lot. And I think that's a great place for a lot of people to start with audio in general. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't worry about starting your own podcast, but do try to get and pitch other podcast hosts and get on there and see if you actually enjoy the whole the whole platform, right? So I think that's a really great piece of advice to give listeners is to you don't have to host and know all the things to start, but dip your toe in the water and and try being a guest because I think that's really cool. I haven't checked out uh, LinkedIn at all, um, their audio piece, but I will definitely be looking at that and and kind of revisiting revisiting that place in Clubhouse too because I think that's really cool. I didn't use Clubhouse originally. Like I got the invite way back when in like what 2020. I used to just put it on in the background and just like yeah. listen to marketing bros and just be like, oh my God, I'm furious. I don't like what you're saying. And then I got away from it. Um, and I never went on stage anywhere until like earlier this year, I started playing with it. And I don't know, the results are promising. I want to figure out a way to consistently host some sort of a room, but I don't know what that looks like yet for me. Oh, this is super cool. The other thing I just want to touch on quickly before we do wrap our conversation up is that you're thinking about rebranding your podcast. And I also think that that's a really great thing for people to hear is that you don't like me getting hung up on my trailer, recording it and leaving it. I'm like, you know what? My trailer now is just okay. But guess what? I can replace it if I want to in a month Mm -hmm. or in a week or whatever. I can, if I'm not happy with the artwork or the name, guess what? I can change that. So there's like, you know, it's, you're not married to what you started to. It's not the hugest commitment ever. You can change and it's okay to change. And I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this whole conversation is that, you know, building a personal brand, marketing your business, all of those things can evolve with who you are because it's just a journey and you should enjoy every step of that because how exciting and how fun is it that we get to experiment and play and try all these things like it's a pretty, pretty exciting world, I think. It, it definitely is. That's another thing I absolutely love about the online space is you're truly a pearl. Like you can do whatever. It's so freaking cool. But yeah, rebranding my podcast is going to be really fun. And I will say that's something I got actually from you, Kim, like working with you. You kept telling me, don't take it so seriously. You can change it. And I'd be like, okay. Don't take it so seriously. I can change it. And that was like my mantra of don't take it so seriously. You can change it. Yeah. And that is something I've like held on to, Good. especially with my podcast of like, don't take it so seriously. You can change it. And I think if it doesn't fit in your business the way it is now, like a small tweak could make it just make so much more, so much more sense. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So cool. So cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to wrap this up with a couple of rapid fire questions. But before we do that, where can people find you and work with you? Ooh, so I'm all over the place at personal brands plug here, Victoria H. Boyd. So my website's victoriahboyd.com. And then on all of the socials, I'm Victoria H. Boyd. Okay, awesome. Okay, so quick questions. What parts of yourself do you feel most proud of? Ooh, my integrity. Love that. 
when was the last time you felt rejected and how did you handle that? That might be a tough one, hey? Yeah. So I had a client accuse me of theft. Okay. Over a name that was not trademarked. And it was just a very interesting experience because I had receipts, literal GoDaddy receipts and stuff like that. And to back up like my timeline and she just would not let it go. And that was a very interesting experience because I put a lot of love into her business for her to accuse me of theft. And I was like, you see the dates and the receipts, right? Like they were before we met. And it got to a point where I think she was so embarrassed. All she had to do was continue being mean, (laughs) but I took it very personally. (laughs) And it's so hard because it's almost like on the online space, people are, they feel like they can do that. They can be, they're keyboard warriors yes and i'm like that's so not cool that's so not cool it's very bizarre and it just goes to show like you have an idea freaking trademark it just trademark it like it's an expense but it's going to save you so much in the future so you you have a good support system though right like so if you have a day that runs it's not going your way you have like an amazing partner in life you have like amazing dogs like you have all (laughs) these things in your life that lift you up right like it's not just you get drained and then you have nothing to fall back on yeah I'm very lucky my husband's always been really supportive of my business my dogs love my business because they're never home alone because I just don't leave the house yeah I don't either I need to get out more same that's so funny okay last one so you have seen so much growth and so much success in your online career what would you tweet your younger self now that you know what you know Ooh, that's a good one um i know you use twitter i do use twitter not super actively but i do use twitter i would definitely just say keep going yeah like you know you see me now quote unquote on top but I started my online business journey before I even realized it in 2016. So we're in 2022 and I'm just now hitting like six figure years kind of thing. And I would just tell myself like, keep going, like keep working it, keep going. I would also tell myself when I have an idea to just go for it. Mm-hmm. There's been so many times that I've sat on an idea for so long and then somebody else has gotten the same idea and made millions off of it. And I'm like, God dang it. You know? And I would just definitely tell myself, take faster and messier action. That's something I'm really good at now. I take a lot of really messy action and I wish I did that sooner. Oh, I love that. Just allowing and giving ourselves permission is like, oh, such a big piece of advice and I so wish big. we could do that and learn that earlier in life mm-hmm. but and that's just something that comes with with again the journey of growing and evolving as a human being and as a business owner so I appreciate your time so much I love I love our conversations I miss talking with you more we'll have to do this outside of like recording a podcast yeah, right. uh, in the near future, because I've had the opportunity to work with you as well, Victoria. And I love, um, I love what you do. I love your approach. And I think a lot of people can benefit from uh, working with you in some capacity. So whether it's listening to you through your podcast or your future podcast or connecting with you online, I think that's, that would be my piece of advice for somebody that <laughs> 
trying uh, to figure out how to be more visible in this online space. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.